Hello, and welcome back to Drive Your Growth by CoLearn, a mini learning experience designed to inspire and support you to develop your ability to learn and adapt in constant change. I'm your host, Jim Raleigh. Over this series, you'll learn how to use CoLearn's learnability model. Each episode, you'll hear an introduction to one of the elements of the learnability model, a conversation with some inspiring guests to ground it in the real world, and a guided exercise to help you apply it in practice. And if you want to have a visual of the learnability model handy as you listen, you can download one at colearn.co slash model. You'll also find a link in the episode notes. We've worked through motivation, growth goal, stretch, reflect, and now we're going to spend some time with the final element of the model, co-learning. And co-learning, as the word suggests, is about collaborative learning. But let's dig into what that actually means in practice. And to help me do that, I've got my colleague, Maria Cole. Hey, Maria. Hey, Jim. Welcome back. Let's get straight into it. So what is co-learning? Yeah, it's simple and straightforward, at least on the surface. It's about sharing your thoughts, experiences and emotion with your peers. So as simple as talking and listening. Talking and listening. That really is straightforward. And why have we made this part of learnability? Because we're talking here in this series about driving your own growth. So for individuals, why do we need others if we're driving our own growth? Great question. So our brains are wired to see threats before we see rewards. That means we're constantly scanning the world for what might go wrong and what we might do wrong, which is one of the biggest blockers for learning, the fear of mistakes, to look like we don't know what we're talking about or might look bad and incompetent. So the fact is that when we're in the process of learning, we don't always look great, right? We make mistakes. We, we don't look great. So our brains then tell us that we're not good enough and that we should go back to what we know to sort of save ground. And with our brains being wired to see threats more than we see rewards or opportunities, we need others to help us to dare to stretch, to help us to go into reflection so that when we make mistakes, we can actually see that we're, it's part of the process of learning and we can also extract learnings from the mistakes that we're making. And finally, in order to sort of be brave, we need to feel psychologically safe. So we need others that helps us feel safe enough to make mistakes so that we dare to stretch ourselves. Interesting that you use the term psychologically safe. I think people will probably be familiar with that term, psychological safety. It was um, made popular by Amy Edmondson who is a professor of leadership at Harvard Business School. And in an environment that's psychologically safe, you feel safe to be yourself, to ask questions, to give and receive feedback, to experiment, like you said, to make mistakes, to speak up and maybe even challenge the group or the status quo when you think there's something that needs to be changed. And in a psychologically safe environment, we can help each other to grow much more easily and be open with our own growth and support each other. Which all sounds great, but how can we create that psychological safety if it's important for learning? 
Mm. So first of all, uh, by sharing generously, because behaviors are contagious. And I love this book called Connected by Nicholas Christiakis. And in this book, he brings up a study that says that if I gain weight, the probability that my friend will also gain weight is almost 50%. So if I start sharing generously, others will follow. And when I say sharing generously, that's not just about sharing what we're doing great, but also our fears, our mistakes, our worries, uh, our reflections. And... Yeah, being open with our own growth. And so that's one way of creating that psychological safety. Another way is to encourage others to dare to take risks and to praise and see the effort and the development rather than just the achievements. And that we help each other to look for and leverage the opportunities around us for learning. I love this co-learning thing. Mm. Connects back to what we talked about in the growth goal episode, I think, the power of peers and how important other people are for, for learning. So just now you talked about the importance of sharing generously, which is a phrase I really like. It reminds me of when, whenever I work with students or, or groups, the sharing of their insights and reflections is often the most powerful thing and the thing they appreciate most. Why do you think that is? I think that is because when we share, it deepens our own learning. You mentioned in the reflection episode about getting stuck in reflection, but actually when we share it with someone, we speak it out loud, that can be a really powerful way to get through it. And sometimes, I guess the theme of, of this episode is simplicity. <laughs> so it can be just sharing it and saying it out loud can be a really powerful way to get through that sort of stuckness. And then when we listen and hear others to share their reflections and thoughts and fears and s things that they are succeeding with, that can serve as a great source of inspiration to hear someone else talk about what they're going through, what they're learning, what they're struggling with, and what they're succeeding with. That is a great way to learn from others. And sometimes I think we underestimate just how valuable it is to hear from someone who's not an expert in a subject, but who's just the same human as we are, who's struggling and learning. Mm. So that takes me back again to my example of working with groups and thinking very practically about how we create an environment for people to listen to each other and share with each other. So in those groups, you know, there's a lot of structure. I'm facilitating them. We often get people to reflect individually first, then maybe they share in small groups and then they come back to the whole group to share. So there's a lot of support for that listening and sharing. But a lot of people listening to this podcast will be doing this on their own. They'll be trying to drive their own growth alone. So what advice do you have for them? How can they co-learn when they're not in one of those structured environments? Hmm. So first of all, I think it's about seeing this as yet another habit, like we've talked about with stretch and reflect. And co-learning can be another part of that sort of habit. And one thing that we've seen working really well is if you team up with one, two or three other people who's also committed to their own growth and development, 
decide to meet every week or every other week or every month, whatever works for you, for let's say 30 to 60 minutes and share your goals and what you're learning and help each other to develop and reflect by being curious listeners who's asking questions, who wants to understand what the others are learning about themselves or their growth goal. And sometimes we can see strengths in each other's or blind spots that they might want to develop further. So it's powerful to also be mirrored and get feedback from people. So yeah, gather that sort of group of people and and meet regularly. Thanks, Maria. That's a really great, simple tip that people can use to get co-learning. And that's about it for this section of the episode. Just a summary of co-learning then. It's very simply sharing your thoughts, experiences, and emotions with your peers. And as Maria just said, make sure that when you find those peers, when you come together, you're all coming together with the intention of learning. So everyone in the group is committed to learning and you're much more likely to be able to support people and each other to drive your growth. Thank you as always, Maria. Thank you, Jim. This was great. As a listener to this podcast, you've already overcome the biggest hurdle for investing in your development by simply taking the time. Nice. Now you're in a perfect position to support others to do the same. So why not take the opportunity to share this podcast with a friend or send it to your colleagues so you can do it together? If you're a leader and want your team to accelerate how they drive their growth, you can find more about how we support teams and entire organizations at scale by visiting our website, colearn.co. The link is in the show notes. We can't wait to hear from you. Now, let's get on with the show. And joining us for our conversation today, we have Ben and Gayatri. Ben Ward is a Colearn coach facilitator and leadership trainer who creates conditions that empower people to lead, grow and be at their best. Working at the intersection of business, culture and technology, Ben helps small and large organisations transform with purpose and people at the centre. Gayatri Rathanavalu is a co-learn facilitator and a social entrepreneur who co-founded The Good Tribe and The Good Talents, organizations that identify and make visible talented young people in areas with high youth unemployment. With her experience as a process manager in innovation, she works tirelessly to make sure that people and our planet thrive. Gaia, what does driving your growth mean to you? Yeah, For me, it means taking accountability for my personal growth and my professional uh, growth. And that the first thing for me is to really define what it is that brings joy and inspiration to me in my work and how I can bring more of that into what I do. And uh, really writing it down, putting it down in words and uh, also like in setting goals onto it. And it doesn't need to be very beautifully expressed or written goals just like having a one line of what it is that I want to have more of or what it is that I want to learn more about another thing is really connecting to my inner voice and hearing and understanding what is it that I really want to focus on and for me it hasn't been an easy journey to always do that Ben same question to you what does driving your growth mean to you yes what a good question um 
when thinking into it, for me, growth is about the fuel for life. It's the thing that really gives me the fuel for yeah, what it means to to lead my life. And I think once I realized that and took ownership of my growth, um, I was able to, or I am able to, to live life with much more intentionality and with able you know i'm able to design my life in the way that i want to do it and then my growth allows me to step into it and do you have a growth goal at the moment is there something you're working towards yeah i think i have multiple growth goals um but the one that really is resonating at me always the one that is is growing me the most actually is how do i amplify my voice or my work so that I can shine hope into the world. Beautifully articulated. Yeah, and and I think why it's so important to me is that, you know, I do a lot of a lot of work that is really, you know, I believe in the future and um you know, I do a lot of work kind of under the surface, you know, being a coach and a facilitator. Um, but for me to stretch into and actually realize that my voice and the voice of hope is really needed and I need to stretch into that, even though it can be very vulnerable and challenging, it's something that I know I need to do right now. Mm. Thanks, Ben. We'll pick up on how you're pursuing that growth goal in a minute. I want to come back to you, Gaia. Do you have a growth goal at the moment? What are you working towards? Yeah, so I have two <laughs> that are very specific for me right now. And one regarding also that uh, my work within facilitation and coaching is to improve my ability to ask powerful questions that deepens the learning uh, for for the other, for the others. I just see that this is such a... Yeah, it has so much power into uh, the ability of helping people getting deeper into their own process and that there is a lot in there to be explored somehow. And uh, the other part is uh, actually within uh, freediving. It's to increase my depth and my stamina within freediving. I love that. Two very different growth goals there, as you said. Um what we've talked about keeps coming up again and again across this series is that although we're driving our growth, other people are really important to to realize that growth and move towards it. And that's what we're exploring in this episode, co-learning. Um, let's continue with you, Gaia. With your goal to ask more powerful questions, increase your depth and your freediving depth and stamina, how are you co-learning with others to achieve those goals when it comes to the asking powerful questions i'm co-learning with the some of the people that uh, i admire the most within the field that i'm learning from them and we're reflecting regularly together and sharing uh, from our own journeys and when we've done workshops and sessions and also actually we coaching each other and uh, giving each other feedback and testing, like prototyping, like what works, what doesn't work. And uh, yeah, being a bit more playful around it. Um, so that definitely within uh, the coaching and asking powerful questions. And when it comes to freediving, it's 
that when we go train, we have a buddy system. So we always go with our buddies. And what I love with that is that before the session, before we go into the water, we plan our session and we ask each other, what do you want to do? What is your goal with your session? And then in the water, you follow up each dive after you go down in the water and you come up and your buddies ask, ask you, how are you doing? How did it feel? And so you both, you have it both in the moment, but also when you get out of the water, you have that moment of reflection afterwards. Like, how was this experience? And talking about what, what is arising in the, uh, and what we are, what we learned from the session. So actually quite similar processes for both of them, which is fascinating. I was going to say the free diving example is like the, the school book example of co-learning. Yeah, well, I, that's why I got so fascinated also, because it was something really, Maria, I agree, I reflected on it a lot when I got into it, that, yeah, and how important it is to create that space and, uh, yeah, to be very, uh, to direct your focus, so, and helping each other to keep that focus, yeah, on what you want to learn. Maybe, Ben, can we ask you the same question about how you're co-learning with others, because you're growth goal of I don't know if I'm using the right words shining your light into the world more um that feels big feels could feel fairly abstract it depends on how you're approaching it so I think working I I work a lot with the growth goal and work a lot with growth goal with 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 people and I think like you want something you can stretch into so it is big right you want something that really is going to challenge you and then the 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 trick is is that how do you make that into small tangible steps right and so i would say and i love the free diving metaphor i would say i have multiple buddies i have myself first of all i'm i'm able to free dive with myself and and go through that um, I have it with my with my business partner who I work very closely with. We do a lot of that in the work that we do in because I share with with him what my growth goal is so he can support that. I have my own little personal co-growth uh, team. Maria is one of them here. And then and then the people that I work with and I get very inspired by by them. And, you know, it's kind of one of these things that you can't, you know, facilitate something or hold something and not do it yourself. Right. So, so I really want to be authentic. So I really want to walk the talk. So it sounds like not just co-learning, but co-learning with the right people is really important. I mean, it sounds like you have to trust these people a lot in order to support you, be there for you, you're there for them. You talked about psychological safety, and I think this is where it's at, right? So you need a space where you feel safe, that you can be vulnerable, that even if you get it wrong and you make a mistake and you make a fool of yourself, that person is not going to then make you feel like doubly worse. They're actually going to pick you up and say, you know great what did you learn from that or it wasn't that bad you know like because again we get caught up in our own dramas right and actually when you listen to someone as well you can feel that you're not alone you can feel that someone else is going through the challenges and are, are able to, to to just see okay that's just part of the process is that you you try something sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't work and that's where I feel safe but at the same time it needs to be courageous. So I need someone to call me on my, you know, when I am getting caught in my story, I need someone to poke me. I need someone to, to challenge me because otherwise I can believe that narrative and that narrative wants to keep me safe. 
So it's quite an interesting polarity, right, between safety and stretch. So a lot of what I've spoken about today has been about the stretching part, but the reflecting part is equally as important, right? And it's quite hard to do that as a discipline by yourself, but having someone to check in with you and to go through that discipline of of, of reflection. And sometimes you're like, you're meeting someone, you're like, I'm not sure if I've got anything to share, like, because like, I've kind of forgotten my growth goal or I haven't worked on it. But when you get into it and you, you're reflecting together, there is just so much um, to learn just by reflecting and, and, and having that as a discipline in your life. And and I think also, um, so Ben, when you and I started co-learning, we met every other week for the summer was kind of our plan. And then that evolved into maybe every month. And now we meet sometimes, uh, like maybe every quarter and we go for a walk and talk. And we have also Bella with us on that um, co-learning. And that's... Uh, I think it's also part of that process of uh, starting with a time frame in mind with one or two or three other people and then letting that evolve is a great way to um, to to create that safety and dare to be brave and vulnerable during that first uh, period. And now when we've had several several years of having those conversations, it doesn't require much. Like it's in our system. So we just say hello and, and then we go. We, we have that in us now. It's a space that I'm forever grateful for. Uh, and, and it has been intentionally worked on, right? As you say, you need at the start to work on it, build that trust. Um, what I think is really interesting when you do it over a period of time is that you realize that nothing is permanent and everything is cyclical, right? So you may be in the place who's really like the one it feels like you're the one struggling and doing that and someone else is in this kind of like zen place and whatnot. And then in time, like you you switch over roles and then like when you're in that zen place thinking, yeah, you've got it, like this is all good bang like you do it and again and doing it in a three i think is really great as well because i think just having that multiple perspective as well um means that it's in some ways it's you can bring it out in front of you right so we've talked a lot about how to co-learn who to co-learn with what your growth goal is but what can co-learning do for our growth i think it has an immense power to accelerate our learning instead of doing it ourselves. I also see that it, it's something, and also from my own experience work-wise, professionally, that when I get to listen to others and their journeys, I learn so much. And that's how it, that's how it accelerates, that when we create those spaces where people can speak vulnerably and authentically about their journeys, usually we can all relate a lot and it's when we sit by ourselves that we think maybe that we're the only ones going through the difficult aspects and when we struggle with something or we, but that when we do it together, we can really exchange that learning process and it accelerates our learning. By doing this with others, uh, it helps us uh, to, to see parts of our journey that we can't see. We don't always see our own progress. And that is so such an important part. And when we have buddies with us, they can really see our progress and journey and they can mirror that for us. Thanks, Gaia. Ben? Yeah, beautiful. And I think building on to, to the whole conversation, really, I think something that resonated in me, what, what came up was 
like learning and co-learning is a real leveler like across across cultures across class across it's something that we all have in common and i think when we get into that that collective space we realize how much we have in common with each other and what Gaia said, I think the word there is that then it does accelerate having each other. And I would say what it will accelerate is our humility and our humanity. And, and for me, that that's what the powerful thing is, is that we need to get together. And again, always seem to end on a, on a quote from Einstein, but it is that thing of we will never fix the problems within the consciousness in which they were built from. And we have to accelerate that. And for me, that's why I'm so passionate about it, is that here we have to accelerate our collective learning together so we can figure out what the hell to do going forward because we need some change. Another reason why co-learning uh, is so great, I had a conversation yesterday who his growth goal was uh, to be less kind and be more delegating more and set clearer expectations because he ended up taking on his colleagues' workload. And that was a really tricky problem, but then he decided to share his growth goal with his team. And so then, all of a sudden, they understood him and where he was coming from and gave him feedback, such as, actually, those expectations weren't very clear. And so, a few months in, like he's got a whole team working with him on his growth goal. And that's another way of co-learning. So they don't necessarily sit down and reflect, but they've created a language and a space where that type of feedback is welcomed. And he's got like a fast forward into his growth goal. So that's another way of, of looking at co-learning. And building on that, I think that feedback has been, um, you know, has been taken and hostage by organizations as in like i need to tell you what to do better right and i think what right in the critique and the thing is if we take ownership of our feedback and that is asking for feedback and that's what this is about if i'm clear of what it is you have a whole fleet of people who can support you who can see you in multiple situations in different places to give you again it's that quick feedback loop so you can be like ah okay this was my intention to do this how was that in the real world? Like, or how was that in the perceived by other people? And you want to close that gap, right? Because you want what you want to, you know, shine out into the world. You want that to happen. And that's the thing. And when you're doing that and you're vulnerable to do that, people want to give you that. People want to give you feedback if you, if you ask for it. And that is for me what, again, this is about. It's again, taking ownership of your growth. Um, but know that you can do it within your organizations and know that you can do it within your work because, of course, they want you to do, um, you know, to do better work and they will then do better work. That's how we build, uh, you know, a virtuous circle of, 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 yeah, of better work. Nice. So find your people, find your buddies, listen to them, be listened to by them, go after your growth goal. Folks, thanks so much for joining us for this conversation. It's been it's been amazing. I've been thinking thinking a lot about who my people are. Uh, so yeah, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Now that we've heard from our guests, and before we go into the third part of the episode, the guided exercises, I want to give you a virtual high five for putting in the time and doing the work. Well done. 
Do you know someone who needs a boost to get started with investing in their own development? Why not send them a link to the episode and a few words of encouragement? You'd be surprised how much difference a little message can make. Now, let's jump back in and get hands-on with the exercise. The exercise for this episode is to find your co-learning buddies. One to three buddies that will follow and support you on your growth journey and you with them. This could be colleagues, peers or people in your network. When you first meet, decide how often and how long your sessions will be and what's important for you to feel comfortable and safe to share. We recommend that you have at least 20 minutes per person and that you meet between every second week to every fourth week in the beginning. The agenda for your co-learning session goes something like this. First, everyone briefly checks in by sharing how you're arriving to the call or the meeting. Secondly, you co-learn. One at a time, share and get help from the others to clarify and land your growth goals and get support to land a stretch. Lastly, check out with what are you taking with you from co-learning together. The goal is to help each other make progress or get unstuck. When you listen, be curious listeners, asking questions and uplifting strengths that you see in each other. Listen with full presence and focus, without giving answers, advice, opinions or thoughts. When we listen and ask questions, we want to help the person sharing to be curious about what they're learning and have the courage to grow. Trust the other to be competent and able to find their own path and a way to get to what they want to achieve, their growth goal. And when you share, dare to be vulnerable and share generously. Focus on the learning rather than getting it right. You have been listening to Drive Your Growth, a podcast made by Colan. Our hope is that we can inspire and support you to put more focus on your professional and personal growth in your everyday life. And if you want to support your team to do the same, visit our website to find out how we can be your partner for change.